great oh, to have thank you here. You so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, why don't you give the Lord a big hand of praise also for Sally. All right, are you guys excited to be in church today? Yeah, if you're excited, say yeah. yeah. Say it a little louder, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'm excited to be in church. And why don't we start by praying, by just giving this time to God. Sounds good? So just close your eyes and just say with me, Lord Jesus, we give you this time. We ask that you may speak into our hearts, that your word may come alive in our hearts. Breathe life, breathe life. Let this time be a new beginning. We pray in the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. I want to, I don't want to take so long, but I want to speak to you on something that has been kind of like my Remo word this time. It's in the book of Matthew, and I just want to go straight to the word. In the book of Matthew, I want to start reading uh, from chapter 5. We're going to read verse 13 uh, from verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. And then it says, You are what? The light of the world. And then it says, A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. The Lord speaks to everyone, not just pastors, not just apostles, not just prophets, but he's speaking to his church. And the question is, who is the church? Let me ask you, who is the church? Say, we are the church. Now say it louder, we are the church. Say it like you actually mean it. Say, we are the church. Now, now. Convince the person next to you. Say, hey, look, we are the church. Us right here. We're the church. And the church, according to what Jesus was saying, and I just want to focus on the three main aspects that we as a church have to do. Sometimes we think that being a Christian or being part of a church is just coming to church on Sundays. Is that right? No. Sometimes we think just by showing up to cell group once a week or showing up to prayer, we're fulfilling our duty. We have like a checklist on, yeah, I'm being a good Christian. I go on Sunday, check. Go to cell group, check. Pray, check. But are you truly fulfilling your purpose as a Christian? So the Bible, Jesus was so specific. He didn't give it to us in a way we couldn't understand. Jesus knew sometimes we struggle a bit to understand and to obey. So he said, okay, I'm going to give it to you in a simple way, in a way you can understand. And we're going to start from the last one and go to the first one. The last one says, you are a city set on a hill. And it says, a city set on a hill cannot be what? Hidden cannot be hidden. 
That's what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian, you can't be afraid to speak out. You can't be undercover Christian. What does it mean to be an undercover Christian? Isn't 007 from here? You guys know pretty well what it means to be undercover. No one knows. Oh, you were a Christian? Me too, after five years of working together. And a lot of times, we're so afraid because we'll feel, we'll feel we're all alone. We're all alone being a Christian. But you know, being a Christian is following Christ's steps. You shouldn't be ashamed. And you know what the enemy wants to do? He wants to silent his church. He wants the church to be quiet. He wants the church to conform. He wants the church to be stuck in a building inside worshiping, but not being a city on a hill making a difference. But the Lord told us, you, right now, you're the ones that represent me. You are a city on a hill, and you cannot be hiding. You cannot be just inside. Obviously, we have to pray, but we have to shine. We have to pray, but we have to show who we are, show what we believe in. And I believe a lot of times we fail in this. A lot of times we're hiding. We're hiding our beliefs. We're hiding ourselves in different things. We hide ourselves in our jobs. We hide ourselves with many excuses. No, it's because I can't. It's because I'm a full-time mom. It's because I'm working. It's because I'm so tired. There are a million excuses, and we just hide. But for us to fulfill our purpose, the Lord says, stop hiding. Stop hiding. Tell the person next to you, stop hiding. Now look at the other person and say, stop hiding. You know, being a Christian on a true city, on that hill, is so that everyone can see what this church is doing. So that everyone can see what you are doing. And for us to do that, we need to be willing to step out. You know, nowadays, you just see in the, in the news, oh, this person came out, came out, came out. And now, if you say you're a Christian, it's like you're coming out. It's so weird to be a, a true Christian. You know what? It's time to come out to the real thing, to come out to the real truth. And being that city on a hill means stepping out in faith to whatever God is telling you to do. Many years ago, as a church, there are many churches in Bogota, many and I think in every city, there are a lot of churches. But what makes one church different from another church is that they take this verse and they apply it. And my parents saw this and they said, we want to be that city on a hill. We actually live on a hill because Bogota is surrounded by mountains. And my parents saw this and they said, we don't want to be like every other church. Not that they were doing things wrong, but we just want to follow the word just as it is. My mom, she was watching TV one day, and she was watching, uh, there was like a session in the Senate, and she was just with my dad, 
watching some TV. And then she sees one of the people running for Senate. She comes out, one of the ads. And she was an open, do you say just an open uh, witch? Yeah, just like that. Well, she was just like open, not like hiding it. She was with a broom, which is kind of funny, but she was with a broom. And she was saying, you know, guys, I'm going to run for Senate for Columbia. Vote for me. I have the best things. I will bring peace. I will bring this. I will bring that. And my mom sees this, and she didn't think it was funny. She got so angry in a good way. She was uh, just filled with the zeal of God. And she was like, no, what are we going to do as a church? We can't stay hiding. We can't stay saying, oh, may God's will be done and not do anything about it. We need to come out and do something about it. And my mom said, if I have to become a politician to change my nation, well, so be it. You guys know the story. She became a politician two times as a senator, one time as an ambassador. And then when God told her, give it up, she was like, but God, I'm a city on a hill. I can't. But always God, he has a better plan. When she gave it up, God was rising up an army of people who wanted to make a difference. Today, we have elections in Bogota. 160 of our own are running for different types of uh, office places. And this is all because one person said, I don't want to be hiding. I don't want to be hiding. I want to be a city on a hill. It's your time to say, God, I want to I truly make a difference. I don't want to hide anymore. I don't want to be an undercover Christian. I want to tell everyone what you're doing for me. Sometimes the problem is that we're not willing to give the first step. Tell the person next to you, it's time to give the first step. Look at the other person and say, are you, are you, are you willing to, to jump? Shake them a little. Are you willing to jump? You know, I love sharing this story because it shows a little bit of what it means to be a true Christian. A true, a true Christian has to take chances, has to take risks, but risks based on the word of God, on a promise. You move on a promise. If you don't have a promise, then you're just crazy. You're moving and being crazy. But if you have a promise, then you're taking a risk. Several years ago, about, I think, wait, I'm 23, two years ago, when I turned 21, uh, I decided to do something crazy. Something crazy that taught me what it means to live the Christian life every day. I decided to go skydiving. How many of you have, done, have ever done any type of skydiving? Lift up your hand. I know Rich did because I forced him into it. Wow, I'm just surprised Sally raised her hand. I'm shocked. I, I thought I was the brave one, but Sally, wow. Sally, you guys have a cool pastor. For real. She did skydiving. That's just legit. That's awesome. And I remember I was trying to convince my sister. I failed convincing my sister, Manu. Oh, she was pregnant, okay? She has a good excuse. <laughs> but then Rich just sneaked out because she was like, Richard, no, you, you have a son now. <laughs> so we kind of, she was a little bit like that, just a little bit. And 
I forgot to tell my parents, oops. And I just went, I just went, and I convinced my other sister, Lore and Huli, and we all just went. We got in the office, and they make you watch this video. It's this guy who invented the whole skydiving that you can go with the instructor. He has a long beard. It's the most depressing video ever. The guy's like, they're just saying, you can die doing this. I don't know if they, they're trying to encourage you. What are they trying to do? But I was like, come on, Lori. My dad, he always says, we are, all of us, we're immortal until we have fulfilled God's purpose on this earth. So I'm like, we still haven't fulfilled our purpose. Don't worry, we're not going to die. It's going to be okay. Then they make us sign like a contract, a waiver saying, you're doing this under your responsibility. And I'm like, come on, let's just do it. We signed. Uh, they give us all our equipment. I was with my equipment. I was going first. I went first. I think I was on my own. I got on the plane, a little plane. You sit down, and everything is good. Everything is good up until the point the plane starts going up. And you start seeing the plane going up, and it shows you the altitude of the plane. So it's like 1,000, 2,000. When it reached 10,000 feet, the door just went wide open, like, Phew. and then the instructor is like, are you ready? And then I think he just saw my face of just panic. I was like, and they're smart, because in the, in the contract you signed, they say the only way you can come down is by jumping. <laughs> so you have to come down. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, what did I get myself into? And then he was like, don't worry. I've done this so many times. It's not you pulling the cord. I'm going to be pulling the cord. I'm going to be the one doing everything. If you die, it's not your fault. It's my fault. Thank you for the encouragement. But he's like, you can't stay here. You're not going to enjoy if you're staying here. So I said, okay. All right. He counted to three, and he's like, when I count to three, you just have to give the step. Just give the step, and you have to go. Lift up your hand, don't, your head, don't look down. If you look down, that's it. Don't look down. So he counted to three. One, two, three. I just, I just went for it. Right there, I lived a true, genuine repentance. I said, Lord, forgive me. If I die, I want to be saved. Write my name in the book of life. Please, God, in your hands I commit my spirit. But honestly... It was the most exciting thing I've ever done. I came down and my sister was like, oh, so how was it? Piece of cake, you know, just <laughs> so easy. It's not scary at all. When we do something, for us it's like piece of cake. But I understood something. God taught me so much from that experience because a lot of Christians, they think they're alone. And they think when they step out into new challenges, into God challenges, they're going to be alone. But we have the best instructor there is. His name is Jesus Christ. He's not the one that's going to leave us alone. He's going to be the one fighting for us. He already overcame. He already fought for us. He already won the victory. But if we're hiding, a lot of times we're just there hiding in our comfort zone. It's easy to be in your comfort zone. It's easy not to be challenged. It's easy not to have things that shake your ground a little bit. It's easy to be comfortable. 
But God called us to get out of our comfort zone, to be on that hill, to shine and to say, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a true Christian. I'm the real thing. And Christ is for me. So don't be hiding. Don't be stuck in your comfortable place. Step out. You're not going to be by yourself. Who's going to be with you? The best instructor, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. How many of you say amen? Say amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. The second thing the Lord says, he says, you are the light of the world. It emphasizes on the word the light, meaning there is only one light. What did Jesus mean? You are the only light of the world. There is no other light. The world's only hope is the church. The only way people in darkness will ever find the light is if we as Christians do our job in showing them the light. The only light is in us. There is no other light. Jesus Christ is seated next to the Father. Who is here representing Jesus? The church. There's no other light. And you see other people with other faiths, with other beliefs. Well, let me tell you, that's fake. That's not the real thing. There is only one truth. And there is only one light. And that light is the church. It is your duty to take that light. You know, I love that. When Jesus gathered the disciples right before going up to heaven, he said, wait, wait here in Jerusalem until you receive power. But then he says, you will be my witnesses. What is a witness? A witness is someone that takes that light. You know, there are so many churches that just stopped winning souls. They stopped witnessing. Our duty is not to force people to get saved, but to tell them who Jesus is. Our duty is to show them the light. But if we don't show them the light, then who will? We're sad and we get upset because people are not getting saved, but who is supposed to be witnessing to people? Us. Say we are. The church. You know, I, the Old Testament It gives us an example of what the church is as a light. When God told Moses to build the tabernacle, in the holy of holiest, in the holy place, there were three elements. And I think those three elements is a similar thing to what the church has to do. The three elements were the first one was the golden altar of incense. The second thing The second object was the seven-branched candlestick. And the third object was the table of showbread. Now, I want to focus on the seven-branched candlestick. It wasn't like the candlestick we know today that, sorry, that it's filled with wax and it's very easy. You just put on the lighter and it turns on. No. It was contained, how was it? Just for you to get a picture. It was in bowls, and it was connected through channels of oil. The only way it was going to be lighting up 
it was through the oil the oil the oil had to be ignited and when the oil was ignited the fire was there the only way light would be found in that room was through that candlestick and when that candlestick was lit up it would light the bread now it shows exactly what our duty is as christians the oil in the scriptures always represents the holy spirit when we are full of the holy spirit and when god ignites that fire only then we can as a church light be light of the world that's why jesus said to his disciples wait until you are filled with the holy spirit wait until god starts that fire in you and then you will be an effective light when you preach when you pray you will be light you know we can pray and not have the light we can preach and not have the light but when we have the oil and when god starts that fire in us then we'll will be effective lights and that's my prayer i say god make me an effective light make me a true light that i could send this light to the people around us what does god want to do with you today as his church he wants to start ignite that fire in you we are the light of the world say it with me we are the light of the world say it again we are the light of the world you know what's the light for newcastle this church if you fulfill your purpose if you understand when the holy spirit fills you what's going to light up this city that may be in darkness the only light is the church and our mission is to fill this city with the true light with the truth when the light was lit up it shone on what the bread and jesus said I am the bread of life. Our mission is to show the light on who? Jesus. Sometimes the church focuses on everything but the only true source of life. And the last thing it says, it says you are what? The salt of the earth. Say with me, we are the salt of the earth. Say it again, we are the salt of the earth. The salt and I think many of you know this gives two things or does two things. The first one, it gives flavor. Say with me, sabor. Say it with the r, sabor. Very good. That's for you a Spanish lesson right there. Sabor is flavor in Spanish. Salt gives what? Good job, sabor. It gives flavor. Now, I know a lot of people or maybe not a lot of people just cares love see the whites of the egg is it right egg whites egg whites or white eggs <laughs> egg whites I always get confused my bad egg whites egg whites I tried but it just doesn't taste as anything so when I would eat it what would I just put salt and then it was just I felt like I was eating salt cuz I would put too much. And I love that salt is our duty, but you can't put all the salt in one place because then it tastes bitter. If you put too much salt is no good. That's why God places us in different places. 
Why? Because you can fulfill your purpose better in that place. I'm reminded of the time Abraham was talking with God. God was revealing to him his plan with Sodom and Gomorrah. His plan to bring judgment on that city. And, and Abraham starts having a conversation with God and starts saying, God, if there are only 50 righteous people, will you still uh, punish the righteous with the wicked? And God said, no way. And then Abraham just started like, kind of like bargaining, if I may say, with God. All right, what about 40? What about 30? And he came down to 10. Lord, if there are only 10 little grains of salt, will you still judge the wicked and the righteous? And God said, no. And that's incredible to see. God would spare an entire city if there was only 10 people doing what they were supposed to do. But God found not even one. Lot was not a Christian that was doing his duty. Because if, if he had done his duty, it would have been easy to get his wife, his daughters, his son-in-laws, and a few other people, and easily he would have had 10. But he wasn't doing his job as a Christian. He took them there, but then he couldn't get them out. And let me tell you something. Right now, you may say, but there are a lot of more people in darkness than in the light here in Newcastle. Well, let me tell you, just a few that are doing the difference can spare an entire city from judgment. What's keeping God from sending his judgment? The church. You are. Your intercession. And I believe as a church, we need to, as everyone was saying, we need to rise up. We need to say, God, we want to be, yeah, the salt. We want to be the light. And we want to be that city on a hill. How many of you say amen? Amen. If you're willing to do this, just get on your feet there where you are. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray asking that we may, something may change in our hearts today. It's very easy to get comfortable. It's very easy to settle. But it's hard when God says, all right, step out. Do something different. Make a change. Be my witness. Win more people. And it's time to do that. So if you feel that perhaps you've been in a comfortable place where you've gotten used to life, you've gotten used to church, but you want to say, God, I know there's something more for me. You're just going to close your eyes there where you are. You're going to place your heart, your hand over your heart real fast. And you're going to say with me, you're going to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for choosing us to be your church, to be your people, to be that city on a hill, to be the light of the world, to be the salt that gives flavor. Father, as your church, we ask you, forgive us for hiding, for not speaking out, for not being your ambassadors. Forgive us for being comfortable, for being in hiding. We repent. We are determined to change our ways, to change our path. We want to be that city on a hill 
we want to be known as a church that loves you above everything as a church that represents you represents your kingdom we want to be the light of the world the only light there is the only truth that exists lord and we want to be the salt of the earth use us wherever we are to make a difference we do make a difference we are making a difference in this city in this nation allow us to never grow weary to never give up but to always growing faith growing love and growing passion for you and now you're just going to lift up your hands there where you are and just allow the holy spirit to start filling your life because the only way we can be effective lights and that you can truly go out and witness and see the power of God moving you when you speak to people when you pray when you preach if it's the holy spirit is in you so today you're just going to pray you're going to say holy spirit fill my life i don't want to preach on my own strength i don't want to pray what i think i should pray but lord i want to be filled with your spirit I want you to fill us today. Fill your church. Fill this church, God. Fill this church. Fill every leader that is in this place. Fill them with your spirit, God. Fill them right now that they may feel that it's not their voice. It's not what they do. It's not who they are that will change people, but it's the spirit of God living inside of them. And Lord, ignite that fire. that fire that perhaps many had lost that fire for speaking to other people that fire for preaching that fire for doing the vision that fire for evangelizing that fire for serving you father bring it back bring that fire bring your fire and we will be your witnesses because you have been good to us. For a moment just think of all the good things that God has done for you. Think of everything that God has done in your life. Think of all the miracles, all the things you've seen. And the Lord says, "Be my witness of the things you have seen. You cannot speak of something you haven't seen." And right now just say, "Lord, I want to be your witness." You have been good to us, Lord. I have seen your favor, your miracle working power. I've seen it in our lives. And God allows to be effective witnesses. Allows to see every Sunday people getting saved, people turning from their sins. Allows to be a church that is doing what you commanded us to do that is being salt that is being light that is making a difference on that hill thank you lord just lift up your hands and and worship god and tell him lord show me what i have to do 
Don't just, don't just say, okay, amen, and everything stays the same, but say, Lord, show me what I need to do. Show me if I need to speak to a person. Show me if I need to make a change. What do I have to change? Show me, God. Show me. Show me the way. Show me how I can be effective light. Show me how I can do the vision. Show me how I can change my way. Show me, Lord, if I had been comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to be in a hiding place. I want to step out in faith. Show me that promise. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we just bless your name. I thank you, God, for this time of sharing, for this time of fellowship, for this time we can gather together as a church. And I just pray that you may bring that awakening to your church, to your church around the world. Wake us up, God, to be salt, to be light, to be that city making a difference. Wake us up that the church of Jesus Christ around the world may be known for making a difference. God, we have the greatest privilege any person can have. And it is to take your light. And it is to shine your light. And it is to be witnesses of your truth. Let us be a true, effective witness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just worship God. Just worship God.